And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I have come down to the last of my beer for this session. St. Bernardus. Again, only because I <laughs> liked the art on the can. That, that was actually the entire reason for it. Remember, is a classic Belgian Viet. W-I-T. I can only assume that's pronounced Viet. Why? Because it's pronounced Wagner. As in, Wagner's music is better than it sounds. As someone who knows a little something about music, trust me, it's true. Part of this is follow through with the old adage that Sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Go ahead and uh, introduce you to what we've got for the time being. Midwest of the U.S., Bridget. Good evening. Good evening. And from the right-hand coast, Unrenowned Tech. Good to have you back. Wait, we're live? We are. Crap, where are my pants? Doesn't matter. You never turn on your damn camera anyway. And even if you do, it's all covered up by that wonderful Texas goatee that you've got. Goatee, please. Texas goatee. <laughs> Texas yeah, goatee. Don't, don't associate anything with Texas with me, please. That's okay. I find that highly offensive. That's all right. I'm, I'm, thinking, of, offensive, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, ZZ Top. They were asked uh, one time, what was it? It was on uh, the Drew Carey show. They were all uh, trying out to be part of their band. It's just like, so uh, are you are you attached to the beard and mustache? Man, this is a Texas goatee. Next. So that's that's the way that looked. Okay. St. Bernardus Viet Belgian Viet Ale. Huh. Okay. You know what? Not bad. Not bad. So, kind of very pale, which is kind of interesting. So, hi, everybody. It's good to be back with you. If you are watching live, of course, feel free to chime in at any time on the live chat over there. Uh, Stephanie, good morning out over there. Yeah, I know. I know. It's still 040. I know. I know. Just think. Next week, it's going to be 0505 UTC. Yay! <laughs> because daylight savings time and all that happy horse shit. God, I freaking hate that. And of course, uh, Felis, hi. For both of you, good to have you back, of course. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting, uh, I'm most assuredly not getting its beer straight away, which is, which is nice for a change. You know, it's nice to not be assaulted right away as soon as I open a can. Okay. It's not nearly as heavy as some of the other stuff that I've tried, but, um, huh, it could be interesting. I may not just directly say, no, I'm not going to drink this the rest of the night, which is a step up for a lot of the stuff that I've had. But we knew that. Yeah, some of the um, 
I, I was at a liquor store about two weeks ago that has this wall-to-wall -wall of IPAs and ales and beers and such where they have I think they just stock all this stuff because it has creative artwork and creative names rather than it's good um, so like there is a beer that is a cross between it's supposed to be beer, chocolate, and raspberry and it's called the Pastry Archie that one laughed, had me laughing my butt off. Okay. There, there's an IPA made by a company called Jailbreak. It's called Below the Equator Lady Friend. Yeah. Now, some of them have, like, cool artwork. Like, there's one called Doubles, and it has, uh, well, basically, the dude on it in caricature form. Okay. Like Big Lebowski. But he's, he's sitting at the, the table where you mark down your bowling ball scores and it's got a row of bowling balls. It's actually really beautiful. But yeah, dude, there is so much stuff. Like, there's one there, there's a company does all their themes based on, like, Edgar Allan Poe. Very cool. I have cool. no idea if it's any good. Because, I'm sorry, <laughs> I mean, the, the artwork might be absolutely gorgeous and all that, but uh, until I start hearing some actual reviews other than the can looks pretty. I'm going to stick with my hard cider. Not perfectly understandable. Uh, and uh, folks, yeah, I I did notice that uh, a little bit. I'm working on it, but um, I need to kind of fiddle a little bit in order to get the uh, the audio. Yeah, that's sorry. That's that's what happens when tech shows up late and we don't get to check and see what's going on with his audio levels in time. Oh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, did lady. No, see, the problem is you've got. I, I don't know if you're reading the uh, the chat over there that you've basically got no audio and I'm kind of working really hard to fix that. Um, I'm going to have to turn off the video for all of us for a couple of seconds while I see if I can... Uh, I will increase your volume on my side a little bit to help that along because you were, you were down. And bring us back that should let me turn that down a little bit now say a little high test test hello greetings salutations and all the fun things in between yeah we'll go with that for the time being woo woo yeah we'll, we'll go with that woo 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 so that should uh, that should help things along is that I don't need that continuously playing in the background I hate that what, Sorry. Woo, woo, woo. No. Um, for anybody that's never done live streaming on YouTube, the page that is the one that's actually kind of the control center also has a live feed back to the control room page, so to speak, so that they can keep track as to what's going on with everything. But see, I don't need that, so I always tell it, stop drop and roll but you know it, it, it when when i click on stop and it doesn't stop it annoys the hell out of me because i mean the hell am i whatever stop you know in the name of love before you break my heart don't do that dmca don't need that <laughs> so it's good to be back with you guys uh 
How much do you have to sing before you end, end up hitting one of those things? I don't know. Seconds. And I don't want to find out. Mm. I don't Bridget really know. Well, Bridget, Bridget is a smart lady. <sighs> she looked it up. <laughs> you know, I was going to use another smart word, but mm, probably that's a good idea. Be nice. I am being nice. Can't you tell? Whatever. We'll go from there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So how about I just go ahead and get everything rolling and we'll kind of go from here and uh, get all the, the, the happy stuff out of the way. The Well, let me get the unhappy stuff out of the way. I did look up information on Rafe Badawi. There is no new news, unfortunately. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it is now. Nine years, four months, 27 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime on a 10-year sentence. We're still waiting. We're still hoping for you to come home. We're still waiting. So with that out of the way, let me let me go ahead and get the opening out. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle is now gumballs. There are some people who have watched the atheist experience who know what this means now that I reference them. There is an argument that goes like this. And I've heard it multiple, multiple, multiple times from Matt Dillahunty. Why? Because he can never shut his fat mouth up. But be that as it may, I say that with all, with, with all love and tenderness. The, the argument goes like this. If I have a jar of gumballs and I tell you that, and that there is an even number of gumballs in here, what should your answer be? Do you believe me or don't you? The correct answer should be, I don't know, and I'm not going to believe you. But that doesn't mean that you can get away with saying, oh, so you think there's an odd number of gumballs in here. Never said that. See, this is, this is one of the arguments that as atheists, we have to kind of deal with this one every once in a while because it just comes up ad nauseum. Oh, so you're an atheist. You think there is no God. No, that's not what I said. Generally speaking, that's the way that it runs. There are some atheists who are anti-theists who do not believe that, who actively do not believe that there are gods. And I got no problem with that. There are atheists who say, I don't know if there is a god or not, because, you know, the door is still open for somebody to prove to me. And that's pretty much the way that I sit on the fence at the time being. I'm a little bit more towards the, I'd like to be convinced, but, you know, after a couple thousand years, you know, just, uh. So the gumball argument basically comes like this. If I tell you something, if I give you a set of, inf uh, a set of information, and I ask you to make a determination based off of that. 
just because you do not want to agree with my final premise does not mean that you are direct you are in direct opposition to that right away that's not how that works that's not how logic works that's not how any of this works that's not how math works if i gave you a, a, an equation that had to do with the gravitational constants between uh two uh, two orbiting bodies in space to try to let you figure out where the lagrange points are and i tell you that the lagrange points are l1 l2 l3 and l4 because based on everything that we've got over here first off for you to go ahead and say whoa what the hell is a lagrange point that's perfectly understandable that's that's perfectly reasonable most people have no idea what the hell that is Truth be told, I've only got a pass, passing familiarity with what it is. Where it is, it's a completely different animal. I don't know. Best of my knowledge, I don't even think that there are four Lagrange points for Earth. Never mind for any of the rest of the planet. So the point of it is, if somebody wants to go ahead and say, you're telling me this, you're telling me this, you're telling me this, well... That's all well and good, but I don't know that I agree with you based on what you've given me so far. And you cannot automatically say that I am saying that you're wrong. I'm saying, I don't know. And I don't know is a good answer. There is never anything wrong with saying, you know what, at this point, I don't know. I'll tell you the one thing that I do know when it comes to gumballs. They are some of the most vile and disgusting thing that I have ever purchased for a dime. Of course, then again, this is also roughly 1975, and if I'm not mistaken, the gumballs that I was trying to crush through my teeth were probably from, I don't know, pre-atomic USA. So, it's a bad thing. Gumballs and assuming that somebody doesn't agree with you when all they're saying is, I just don't know. Episode 383 on the docket, your runner. Day of the Dead. Dios del Muerto. No, wait a minute. Dios del, de los Muertes. I think I got it pronounced correctly. Oh, I'm so glad that I'm I'm so glad that Rebecca Friedman is not on with us right now because I'm I'm afraid that she would simultaneously cringe and give me the no no you did you did good for somebody that's not spoken Spanish in 27 30 how old are you now? Whatever. But Day of the Dead as atheists. Because Day of the Dead has a lot of religious implications and overtones to it. But you know, we we just passed it. And yeah, I could have been I could have been talking about Armistice Day coming up, but I wanted to do this because it's a little bit more lighthearted, it's a little bit more entertaining, it's a little bit more, you know, we really don't need to be just plodding along with some of these topics. I want to have something that's still a little bit of fun. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk through all this and we're going to have a little bit of fun. 
again. I know, two weeks in a row where I'm actually trying to, you know, have a little bit of what qualifies as levity. Who knew? Although I do have one thing that I have to make mention to. The nice folks over there at Cognitive Dissonance did not use our greeting for the 600th episode. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed about it too. But you know what? Considering, considering we record after their bedtimes, you know what? I think it's perfectly fine. They want to go ahead and they want to be that way. That's perfectly fine. You guys are welcome to be that way. So tough. So anyway, so <coughs> I apologize. The heater in the house has been kicking on, which means the relative humidity has been kicking down, which means dry throat in the triple casa has been annoying, to put it mildly. I know I should probably just run the shower super hot and, and steam up the place once in a while. Eh, we'll get around to that eventually. Otherwise, you guys ready for the horrible scopes? Because I put a lot of work into them. Just a little bit. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that you get a W-2 this year. <laughs> so, folks, it is time for your horrible scopes. Remember, if you know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. The only time it matters is when you bribe me to say, hey, could you really be nice to me? Which um, I actually got a little bit of bribery in. So you'll see how this works out. Aries, life is all about risk, so go out and take some. Walk under a ladder, break a mirror, and eat some pineapple. Yeah, eating pineapple is risky. There is a small segment of the population that is allergic to it. Are you sure that you're not? Be a hell of a week to find out, don't you think? Yeah, apparently mustard allergy is a thing, too. Yeah, well, I mean, they make mustard gas, so. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to go for that humor line. <laughs> Taurus, it's November, meaning it's time to bring in your plants from off the porch, but only the small ones. The big ones can be grown from new seeds next season, but those cherry tomato and garlic plants can sit in a window and keep growing. Add oregano plants, and you'll be making a homemade spaghetti dinner soon. Gemini. Playing tabletop dungeon crawler games was all well and good until your DM started looking up creative traps. Gelatin desserts are really incapacitated baby slimes. Round doorways are actually filled with a silent, rapidly spinning fan that'll slice and dice anyone that walks up to it and stairs that have breakaway steps that let the foot drop into a spike trap. Remember, GMs aren't out to kill your characters. The dice are. So bring your own. You know, I've been trying to figure it out. I don't think that you can actually buy the Crown Royal uh, bags on their own. No, you can't. You actually have to buy the Crown Royal. Now, if you're lucky, there are... There's a... Um, all you have to do is go to the liquor stores and ask them if they have any spare Crown Royal bags lying around because occasionally people will buy Crown Royal 
and they won't want the bag. And they'll just leave them there at the store. I know it happens, which considering that the bags are actually good quality, you know, these are not like the cheapest of the cheap made bags. These are actually pretty well stitched together. Yeah, they're, they're good. Um, they're good uh, velvet. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, just go to your local liquor store and say, hey, look, you know, um, are there any uh, spare Crown Royal bags that you're willing to sell me? You know, and, and I would say it like that. Sell me. Um, because it indicates that, you know, you'd be willing to pay, even though it's not something that they could sell outright. And if they have some spares, chances are they'll probably just be willing to give them to you. I've had that happen, believe it or not, more times than I actually thought would happen. Tweet. Of course, if you live in a community where uh, tabletop gaming is heavy, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, there's a, there's a good point for that. Cancer Moonchild. Looks like your time in jail for that shock dart won't be that bad. <laughs> You've got lots of time to draw up new designs for nerf gun modifications, and you gained a nickname, Angus. The question is, what are you going to do with all those rubber bands and chewing gum you've been given? That is a clue as to why that name is. Leo. Homemade sushi takes some practice, a rice cooker, and the desire to eat what you make. An ahimaki with tuna sounds great, but not if it's made with chicken of the sea. Yes, using actual raw tuna is expensive, but that'll just encourage you to learn quicker. Now, point of order. When my wife, reminding you who was half Japanese, wanted me to have some kind of an idea as to what sushi rolls would taste like she actually went ahead and said okay i'll make the rice i'll make the rolls i will use canned tuna so you can get used to what the overall taste flavor is going to be even though the texture will be different later because raw tuna it worked for me and yes sushi grade tuna is freaking expensive don't, don't do that unless you know what the hell you're doing. Now, what's funny is this, I pre-read Virgo in advance, and I know <laughs> I know both of the age bracket stuff. <laughs> I know all the references, so this will be great. Virgo, your Halloween costume wasn't bad. It just showed the ages of the people trying to figure out who you were. One age bracket called you Blitzo. Another one said you were him. You want to stay away from the house that said you were naked Hellboy next year. I am so glad that I got the references correct on on all of those too. Yeah, I I can picture Blitzo in my head. And I can picture him in my head because I was a power. I still am, but <laughs> Powerpuff Girl fan. There you go. Meet Jam. Oh. <laughs> Libra, you want to start your Christmas gift buying now? <laughs> really? <laughs> Fine. Here's a suggestion for something most people won't already have. The international flag of the planet Earth. Yes, it's totally a real thing. Why get a political flag like the Klingon Empire's 
when you could get all your friends a statement of true unity. Yes, that is actually and for real a thing. Rio, there is an old saying, never look a gift horse in the mouth. To that end, there's no reason you should be worried about containers of fancy feast cat food showing up at your door overnight. Your cat loves it. What's wrong with this picture? Sagittarius, bribing that cat with food is only going to last so long. You need to find a way of keeping her quiet permanently. Go study case law regarding testimony of animals in murder trials. Based on that, maybe just don't do anything. Bribery might be your ally. Anybody that's been keeping track of what's been going on probably got a pretty good idea as to what's going on here. Capricorn. Now is not the time to go swimming in Lake Erie. The water is about 16 Celsius. AKA 60 Freedom Heat Units. So it would be painful to jump into. But now might be a good time to start practicing for the annual polar bear plunge. If nothing else, it'll help your body start burning off all those lockdown calories you've gained. Oh, God, yes. Or just turn on the cold water in your tub. It'll be safer that way. As a reminder, please remember be laying down in your tub at that point because the reaction of the body to curl up onto itself at that temperature could have you falling down and flopping around in your shower if you're not careful. Keep yeah, that in mind. Get a couple nine pound bags of ice from your local grocery store, dump it in the tub, fill it with cold water. Nope. Polar bear, simulated polar bear plunge. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Aquarius. It's time to put that spare pumpkin to good use at your next party. Open the top and scoop out the innards like you would to make a jack-o'-lantern. Next, make two full pots of coffee. Pour those into the pumpkin and season with cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, cloves, and ginger. Your pumpkin-spiced pumpkin is now ready to serve anyone crazy enough to drink coffee out of a gourd. Did I write crazy? I think I was supposed to write stupid. You know, whatever. You wrote crazy. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's fine. Tech, I really wasn't going for that, but... Um, yeah, I'm kind of offended by this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <Pisces>. would be. <laughs> uh, Pisces, you bribed? We heard. According to the new Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition Zodiac Signs list... You are a wizard. Congratulations. Don't bother trying to decide on a wand versus a staff for casting yet. Unless you can catch an owl on your own, it won't matter. You're not fooling anyone by cutting an apple in half and, char- and claiming it's a shy barn owl. There's some people who have seen that picture and know exactly what I'm talking about. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, congratulations. You're the exception to the rule. And if you'd like to bribe me, I'm not above bribery. So keep that in mind. I will have these posted next week, and we'll have new ones eventually, if 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 the stars align properly. Which means if they align. Which they inevitably do. 
Because. Whatever. So. Dios del. Di. Di. Dia de los muertos. Yeah, I. I see, the, the problem is I keep Without getting. Without the accent, that's about as good as you're going to get somebody it's, like it's, me it, to say it. No, it's, it's, it's fine. It's actually better than what I was trying to get out. I don't understand why I was stumbling over it. I mean, I will admit I only took two years of Spanish. And my I think that my pronunciations are still pretty good for what it's worth. I don't necessarily know what I'm reading all the time, but I think I'm okay. Be that as it may. The Day of the Dead is a traditional day of remembrance. And as I put into the show notes, there are two movies that have very, very recently popularized it. The Book of Life. Sorry? It's two days. Starts at the beginning of November 1st and ends on the end of November 2nd. Which is two days long. You said it's one day. Well... Dia is day. Yes. Singular. Happy Diwali. I'm sorry? Happy Diwali. It's a multi-day holiday that only has a word, a singular word day in it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, well, well screwed it up. All right. This is what happens when you run into these things half blind. Oh, open the other eye. I would. Maybe one of these days we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway, point of it is, the uh, the experience, as I said, they're two. I forget if they're PG or PG rated movies. They are basically family movies that have popularized the Day of the Dead. Again, the Book of Life and Coco. I love the book of life i love it the 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 art style of it all i absolutely adore the way that it looks coco is a a wonderful story also it's disney so you kind of there's some parts of it that are kind of yeah okay this is disney uh, kind of what you'd expect but the concept that we, when we die, and I know I don't know. This is mythology. Hold on a second. When we die, we do not just go into the void, for lack of a better way of, of humanizing the experience. We are with others for a time, and we do not finally cross over into the void until we are no longer remembered. So the Day of the Dead is an opportunity for folks, again, typically in religious circles, to have a day to remember family that has gone by, friends that have gone by. It's it's an opportunity to have that happen. Now, for what it's worth, in Japanese culture, I, I happen to know this one, there is something called the Obon Festival. And it happens in the summer. It's an opportunity to kind of have the same kind of thing. And 
the thing that I love about it is instead of just being remembrance of, you actually invite past family to come in, be with you for a while, uh, you know, week, I forget exactly how long it was. But at the end of the Obon, you are to be making clattering noise, banging pans. And basically it translates to what you what you shout. It, it It's basically the equivalent of you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. It's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> Look, it's nice to have you over here, but you got to get the hell out now. So, you know, as as atheists, we don't hold on to the religious aspect for the vast majority of us. For lack of a nicer way of putting it, dead is dead. But there is still something really nice with the idea of reconnecting with the lives that are no longer with us because they've touched us, they've impacted us, they have helped form who we are over the years. And I think it's kind of worthwhile to kind of touch on that because as a cultural piece, instead of a religious piece, I think there's still a place for that in even our black hearts. Wouldn't you think? So guys, where do you want to start? What do you want to, what do you want to talk through? What do you, what do you want to, well, you know, we'll start off the easy way. Those two movies that I mentioned, Book of Love and, Book, wait, Book of Love, Book of Life. Uh, I don't remember which ones I wrote down. Crap. Anyway, or uh, Coco. Have, have you guys uh, seen either one of those or maybe both of them? No. No. Not helpful, I know. Oh, fuck me, I guess. Okay. I mean, uh, if I remember correctly, and I might be wrong here, but if I remember correctly, when Coco actually came to basically television, so to speak, it actually came to Disney Plus rather than actual TV TV. Yeah. Or even Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime. It, it, now, it might be on Amazon Prime. It might be on it might be on the other ones. I haven't seen it come up in Hulu or Netflix. Uh, then again, I haven't gone actively looking for it. Uh, but yeah, I don't have Disney Plus. I don't want Disney Plus. I don't have, you know, some of those whatever plus thing, whatever. It's like, look, I mean, Disney's Disney. Why don't you just put that shit on your television station for crying out loud for the people who actually have your television station? Okay? Have oh, a nice day. You mean like ABC, perhaps? Yeah. Mm. You know? God forbid, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just... I have Hulu. I have Netflix. I don't need to invest in any more crap. And if there's something on hosted on Amazon that's not on Netflix or Hulu... You know, I can rent it there if I want. Assuming it's not for free or something. Uh, hell, there are movies that are on YouTube that show for free now, as long as you're willing to sit through like the five or six commercials that they have on there. And they yeah. even mark where your those commercials are going to be appearing, which I think is actually damn generous. Because uh, I'm talking about YouTube. That that's yeah. No, I don't want the subscription. YouTube, stop bothering me. 
Yeah, you and, you and me both. We're, we're basically yeah. we're we're on the same. Uh, for uh, for what it's worth, some of the movies that um that have been on there that you could see with with ads have included UHF. There's no reason not to have seen UHF. I have it on VHS. Uh, Okay, I mean, you you want to go ahead? I don't and need to watch it online. I still got a VCR over here connected to a TV. All right, that's, that's fine. Uh, let's see, uh, Idiocracy. It's, it's, so I got to see that all the way through finally. Oh, you did? Oh, you, God. We, we got to talk about that offline sometime. It's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be a dramatic comedy. Anyway. Uh, there, there, there number. Of, there, there are also a number of movies that you can just find to 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 watch that have been uploaded to YouTube that have never been pulled down, like um, Chomps. <laughs> no, no Disney. Why? No, no. Just no. Chomps, Chomps, uh, Hangar 18. Uh, and John Delancey had uploaded to his YouTube channel the Blu-ray version of um, the, the documentary about bronies that he was involved with creating. And... I'm I'm only bringing this one up because there are some people who have done some amazing work that have uploaded it to various different locations. And oh my God, these people are absolute legends doing stuff like that. Back onto the topic, however, the book of life. Got it right over here. Got it. Got it right this time. The, you know, the idea that we don't just go away until the last and until the last person has forgotten us. You know, that kind of goes along with the, uh, I, I don't remember who it was that had said it, but that, um, you know, ba basically the same thing happens with us in the living world. You know, we're never truly gone until the last person that remembers us dies. And because of that, some people effectively live forever and so many more of us just fade into obscurity pretty quickly. Mm. An aspect of that person stays alive in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, if, assuming for the moment, that Hitler actually did anything nice in his life, nobody remembers it. That's not entirely true. Unless it's in the book Mein Kampf, but I mean... He took Germany and made it an incredible economic steamroller. I guess probably the nicest way of putting it. By the numbers, he did do something good. I cannot stress the fact that the size of the asterisk that goes Behind that is about the size of a Winnebago tipped on its ass. <laughs> Did he do something good? By the numbers, 
I mean, a very, if you'd specifically cherry pick that number, yeah, you did something mm -hmm. good there. I mean, but, using that and, logic, you could say anybody who did uh, c committed a, a mass genocide of human population did a good thing by reducing the stress on the uh, overall ecosystem of the hum of the planet Earth. That's true. That's true. And um, uh, Bridget, help me out on this one because you would know a little bit better than I would. Uh, it is it is also fair to say that um, uh, he killed Hitler. So we got that Hitler right. Killed Hitler. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 remember that correctly, aren't I? I guess. <laughs> you she's, she's like, stop dragging me into this shit. <laughs> you guess. It's like Doctor Micronox. You know, he, he doesn't agree with Roy. <laughs> There's somebody out there that gets that. There's some people that need to be reminded to watch the. Uh, oh God, what was it? It was. Um, Hitler versus Vader part three. Huh? Yeah. Uh, epic rap battles of history. Yes. Um, there, there were three of them of Hitler, ver uh, Vader versus Hitler. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh my goodness. They're great. They're fantastic. <laughs> I've led a sheltered life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the, the YouTube stars, uh, Epic Lloyd and nice Peter, um, have been doing these things for years now where they do rap battles amongst uh, historical figures or make-believe figures. Um, almost everyone is something, somebody that's not like alive. <laughs> sometimes. Um, sometimes. Uh, but like Genghis Khan versus the Easter bunny. That Genghis Khan's kind of dead. <laughs> yeah. Now the reason why I pulled that out is I had to look up the lyrics the first, the first, uh, the first lyric set by Darth Vader against Hitler goes like this, and you, you'll see why I find this one just so wonderful. Let me paint you a picture, son, portrait of bitch after World War I. You were stirring up the fears of the German people, telling the world that the Jews are evil. You wrote a little book, got him fired up. Had a beer hall putsch, got him fired up. When your bookers started getting fired up, you put a gun in your mouth and fired up. Done. As far as I'm concerned, done. That, that battle was done right there. Just done. Yeah. Oh, you got all upset because the people were uh, at your doorstep, and what did you do? You took the easy way out, you stupid. That's the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's probably the behind the scenes. That's okay. That's okay. Well, I'll find I'll find the the real one to put into the into the thing. But yeah. Oh, well, Felix has got an interesting one over here. Uh, I don't know who that's credited to. Uh, what you have heard is, quote, to live in the hearts we leave behind is to never die. Hold close the memory of those who go before us and let them live on through you. Yeah, that is, that is really cool. For what it's worth for me personally, I am far and away less worried about people remembering my name or having conversed with me because I know full well that what I have 
done, what I have accomplished, the people that I have helped in some way over the years, even if they don't remember me, I've influenced them. I've helped them. I've made people smile. And in some small way, I do believe that I have helped to teach. So for me, I don't worry about that. I, I don't I don't worry about the, the grandiose idea that, you know, I'm not going to be forgotten. A hundred years from now, nobody's going to remember me. But the lessons that I've helped teach down, even if they don't remember who it came from, it's from me. Am I vain to say this? Maybe. But doesn't matter. I know that I've done good in the world, and really, isn't that enough? Yeah, that is vain. <laughs> I'm just listening to myself, and I'm just like, shit, man, you, you really are full of yourself sometimes. And for what it's worth, there is no way in hell that it's the, uh, it's the ale talking. I had too much to eat earlier, and this is not nearly enough alcohol to be screwing around with my head. Not even close. Plus, it's a short, stubby little can. It's 11 ounces? What? Really? Well, that is small. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. even so. So how about for, uh, how about for you guys? Have, do you have any kind of, I don't know, mem memorials uh, or, or anything like that, that uh, you guys culturally have done familiarly or whatever? Not really. I mean, I usually take off work on the anniversary that my dad died. And sometimes for his birthday. But, yeah, most of my family members are now gone, so there's really nobody left. That hurts. Then again, if memory serves, um, parts of said family were not exactly the uh, most um, wondrous people for you, if I remember well, correctly. Well, I mean, that's true, too. But, you know, I had, you know, two aunts that I was really close with that were also close with my dad. And, you know, we were always, you know, together. You know, the four of us. And, uh, you know, after they all left, well, after they all died, you know kind of wiped out my support network and the people that I really cared about. So I really don't do holidays anymore. That's fair enough. Kind of sad. <laughs> I get you. Tech, anything, anything your way? Um, we do... Just a very light, 
Uh, one side of my family's Jewish, so there's an actual candle that you can light on the day of the death of a loved one as a kind of a remembrance for that loved one, and it'll burn throughout the day. Um, a fun fact, uh, if you clean all the wax out of it when the candles burn out, they make excellent little uh, breakfast juice glasses. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, anyway... Um, we tend to remember the dead in my family through a naming convention system. Um, there's probably every family has their own, but like you never name after the living and all that fun stuff. Ours have our own quirks and peculiarities. I'm not going to go into details, but uh, so you know, we we have ways of remembering those who we did spend time with, who were influential, and. Let's remember them on in the next generation. But it's not like uh, um, it's it's not like any kind of special ritual. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Stephanie was also pointing out, uh, by the way, kind of backtracking a little bit, the economic miracle created by Hitler was not real. It was as empty as Trump's promises. Well. Yeah, but you know the yeah going part of the miracle was predicated on uh, the Nazis actually winning, well, and taking over all the resources that they could get their hands on, and then everything would be fine, except for the fact that that didn't happen. Yeah, well, I mean, it gets cold, you know, out east, so you know you got you got to keep that in mind for reasons. Bring a coat when you go attack Russia, you know? It's probably a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just... Only should let you know that, you know? Don't attack Russia? I mean, yeah. just saying. How about just don't attack your neighbors, period? You know, mm. oh, oh, this whole concept of don't be a dick, you know? That is a good idea. I've actually finished this really quickly. Relative, well, relatively quickly. That's actually kind of surprising. What were you going to say, Bridget? I thought you were going to say something. I... Mm-mm. I like him in a cartoon. Yeah, well, Thanksgiving is coming up soon, so yeah, you, you sound like you probably fit right in. Yeah. No, ma'am. Wah, 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 wah. Yes, ma'am. Wah, 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 wah. No, ma'am. Sorry, channeling pe- my inner peanuts. That's all right. As a as a complete aside, by the way, I've already told all the people that listen to my uh, m- uh, the radio streaming that I do for music, I am not playing any winter holiday music until after U.S. Thanksgiving. Good for you. And not a single person has complained. Not a single that, person. That's, that's one of the reasons why I don't like the holidays anymore. The commercialization. You rush it too much. You know, three weeks before Halloween, and I'm seeing Christmas shit. What? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. The only groups that should be doing it are the ones that are selling to, uh, that that are selling as warehouse to other shops so that they can get stored up. I get that. So places like BJ's, where if you've got a business, you know, you can go in and get, you know, stuff over there. I mean, I, I get that. 
But, yeah, just... Uh, I'm with you on that one. Absolutely with you on that one. I mean, the only thing that's excusable are the theme stores. The Halloween, uh, you know, um, the Halloween spirit shop, you know, the Christmas store, those sorts of things, where they only focus on one thing. And they do it year-round. Well, okay, the Christmas stores do it year-round, and the fact that they're doing it year-round, I'm okay with. Yeah, because, like you said, thematically, that's their thing. Then again, spirit Halloween just kind of pops up like a ghost, and then... November 6th, they're gone. Yeah, I actually hate that. Um, there are times where it's like early in the year, you know, into the next year, and it's like, you know, I wish that Spirit Halloween store was still open because there's some supplies I could get there that I could use for, you know, this event or whatever, costume or whatever, for something that doesn't relate to Halloween whatsoever. Yep. And Stephanie's also pointing out, by the way, uh, again, backtracking. A lot of backtracking tonight. Check out Tick who points out that the Germans outreached their logistical capabilities. They literally could not supply their troops with necessities in Russia. Somehow or other, I get the funny feeling that were Joseph here, sorry, if Joey were here, he'd be telling us. (coughs) I can hear Joey in my head saying, look, we're only a two hour show. Even if we stretched it to the three hours with the change in time, We don't have enough time to go through all this. So, yeah, totally get that. Totally understand that. And I I, I sincerely hope that folks understand that my, my thing about, well, Germany actually did something good. Please understand, I could not shove my tongue further into my cheek without giving myself a piercing. Okay, please, please understand that part. I'm sure you do, but just be on the safe side. Well, I just have a couple of warnings for people. One, if you are going to buy Christmas presents for your loved ones, you better buy them now. Because of supply chain issues. Yeah. You know, here's a better recommendation. Now you won't. Don't buy anything. Make something. Yeah, that's even that's even better. But if you absolutely have to buy anything, it may not be here until like June. So, be really if you have any little ones, are going to be disappointed this year. That's true. Tech, um, if I've got like uh, a halfway decent uh, soldering iron and and decent enough skills and maybe a magnifying glass or two to kind of help me out with stuff, uh, how when do you think I should have started to get a uh, uh, an AGP Voodoo 3D card built. <laughs> Should I have already gotten that started? <laughs> you probably couldn't even find one of those on eBay at this point. That's a good point. Oh, it's hurry. I've actually got a couple of AGP cards back over here, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, and if anybody decides to play Whamageddon one day before December 1st, I'm going to punch you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. What's this? Whamageddon. Oh, that. Yeah, I have what no intent. Okay, there is an unofficial game called Whamageddon. Go ahead, tell them. It's supposed to start December first through the twenty fourth, and if you happen to hear the song "Last Christmas" by Wham, then you're out. You've been whammed. 
Oh my god, it has a Wikipedia entry. Yes, it yes. does. <laughs> and remember, it's wham. They earned that exclamation point, remember. I feel this is uh, a good point. This is a good year to make homemade things to give away. Um, yeah, lasagna, bread. Oh my god, bread. You have no idea. In all seriousness, um, a hundred dollar investment in a a, a, a a desktop bread making machine. You'd be surprised how cheap it is to make loaf after loaf after loaf of bread. Good quality bread. And we have a bread maker. Oh yeah, it's 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 a great thing. Uh, but you oh, might want to stock up on on flour. I found it's one. Going to be in short supply. You found what? A, a Diamond Monster 3D FX Voodoo 4 megabyte PCI card. Not HP. Oh, that's and, right. And, and the funny part is, is that it's new. Uh, it's old enough that they call it a PCI Revision E graphics card. Okay. Instead of just calling it PCI and dash E, they. That's okay. 1997. Damn. Yeah, don't don't get me started on the on the later, later, later. Later. Back on the track. They want $140 for it. Uh, two words. <laughs> I'm tempted to just go on eBay, buy like a lot of old parts from 97, you know, that, that time period. And build like an old ass computer and then just throw Linux on it. <laughs> or you could buy all the stuff and hold out for when NASA needs the parts and then extort them. Uh, no, uh, I'm not Jeff Bezos. I, I don't do nasty things to NASA. Supply and demand, man. That's kind of the way it works. I, I would extort Jeff Bezos, but never NASA, no. NASA could come to my house and go, look, we really need your video card. Here, take it. He looks like he would pay for the privilege. I mean, that's 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 an opinion only. You know, I I don't know. I could figure it out later. Yeah, whatever. Uh and and stuff like candy. That's that's doable. It's a little bit more difficult, but it's doable. Now, the funny part about that is, by the way, um, kind of go back onto uh, uh, onto the pieces. Tech, you had you had pulled up a story. I did not get the opportunity of reading it, unfortunately, because I was otherwise busy. That had uh, information about the sugar skulls. Okay, so what I actually pulled up was the National Geographic website, the commercial site. And uh, the article on there uh, says unknown date, unknown author, because it might have been around for a while, but whatever. The idea is that it's the top ten things to know about the Day of the Dead. And yeah, um, with the sugar skulls, it turns out that the history of the sugar skulls actually dates back to the 17th century. Um, Italian missionaries had come over, and they brought the... Um, uh, the skill set, you know, the knowledge of that kind of uh, that sugar art form. 
and it was used to make the Sugar Skull system, uh, or the Sugar Skulls themselves. Um, they ended up doing molds and making the Sugar Skulls and then decorating them, and it stuck. It, the, the Sugar Skulls stuck as part of the festivals from that point. Um, and I think that's, like, really, really cool. That you've got... I, I, I like... I think it's really interesting whenever you see cultures meet and mix and exchange ideas and techniques and skills and recipes rather than actually fighting it out, you know? Agreed. That's why you have so many different variations of borscht soup. Well, you got uh, so many different variations of pasta. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be could be pasta. It could be... Linguini, it could be ramen. I mean, who in the hell cares sometimes? So long as it's food and it goes into my face. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a sugar art tradition by the Italian missionaries from the 17th century, brought it over, and it stuck. I mean, the, um, even the decoration of the skulls, the... Uh, extreme decoration of it, where it's it, it, where there's tons of uh, tons of uh, uh, art on it, and it's really highly decorated. Um, that's called um, uh, uh, Calavera Katrina. So the Calavera is the skull, and uh, the Katrina is the the practice of uh, gussing it up. Um, for the rich, uh, it was apparently it was slang for the rich, but it was based off um, an artist. So in in the ni- in 1940s, uh, Diego Rivera, uh, Riviera, uh, did a stylized featured a stylized skeleton in a mural of his called "The Dream of a Sunday Afternoon in Alameda Park." The um, it was dressed in a feminine hat. Uh, named her Katrina, which apparently was slang for the rich, did uh, very elegant work with the artwork, and it stuck. So it's now, uh, you know, uh, now they make the skulls, they make them very elegant. All from, because of one piece of art from one artist. Nothing wrong with that. No, I think it's actually kind of neat. I love learning how stuff changes over time, and uh, how those changes were influenced. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things that helps us understand other people better. I agree. I very much agree. There's so many different styles of art. And and before, before you start uh, assuming that I mean... Um, different visual stylistic representations of stuff. I actually mean art as an overarching visual, um, literary, musical, uh, architectural. There, there are so many different things that influence so many other peoples and cultures and times and I absolutely love how so many different groups have influenced 
in such ways that are, that simply resonate through centuries. Uh, I mean, th th there's no other way of putting it. The idea of, uh, just as a, for instance, the idea of how to construct a, a small brick or was it stone stone? That's what I'm looking for. Bridge, an archway bridge that will survive literal centuries by, I believe it was the Romans that I'm thinking of in, in this particular case. And, you know, the knowledge of how it was done was lost for however long it was. And the only reason why we kind of understand it now is because we understand the materials and figured out how, and, and, you know, reverse engineered the whole damn thing. And it's like, wow, damn, this stuff actually works. You know, we, we've known that the stuff works, but it's just a matter of how it works. Uh, the Stradivari violins, we didn't know, but we knew that they sounded special and why had pretty well eluded people for the longest time. And, you know, they're finally, you know, finally reverse engineering to figure out it's all of the different pieces. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. And still to this day, I still do not understand why 50, 60, wait, 60, 70 years later, almost a hundred years later, there are certain songs that were originally, uh, uh, that were originally written and performed and recorded almost a hundred years ago are still wonderful songs to listen to. A perfect example, because uh, some people are going to remember it. Um, I believe it was 1984, Putting on the Ritz, Taco. There's a song that was originally in a movie in the 1930s. And to this day, it's still a popular song. Istanbul, not Constantinople. The iteration as we know it go back to the mid-50s. But the song originated even about 20 years, maybe 25 years, even before that. So, you know, how this stuff survives all these years and... and still transcends just amazes me i love it their paintings their photographs their pieces of there are pieces of music that are absolutely i can't call them timeless but they simply will not they they after hundreds of years have simply not stopped being something that people can just, yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, Beethoven's, uh, Beethoven's ninth symphony, otherwise known as Ode to Joy by most people, uh, Beethoven's fifth. Um, everybody know, everybody should know what Beethoven's fifth is because if you remember how Beethoven's fifth is the number five in Roman letters, dot, 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 
da that's the letter V in Morse code. Most people know who um, uh, know who Vivaldi. Uh, well, n- are familiar with one of Vivaldi's works called "The Four Seasons," mm-hmm. because it was in so many cartoons and uh, all of the. Don't you want to buy a diamond for your loved one? Buy it now oh, from. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Commercials. I hate commercials. I get you. We don't need the material items to remember people by. In uh, in Japanese culture, uh, kind of goes along with this. In Japanese culture, you don't hang up pictures on the wall of people who are still alive. You don't. You hang up the pictures of people who have died so that you remember them. Because the people who are still alive, there's no reason for you to have to be forced to remember them. You should be in contact with them. Again, Japan is not an especially religious country. Culturally, yeah, they are, oh God, uh, Shinto Buddhist, I think are the two, and I forget which one is which. You're born Shinto, die Buddhist, or the other way around, I forget which one it is. But it's 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 not religion religious, it's cultural religious. You know, c- kind of the same, well, Tech, you'd appreciate this then. Kind of the same way that you can be a religious observant Jew, or you can just be a, forgive me for saying just a, cultural Jew. You don't have- Nothing wrong with that statement. Yeah, I, I don't mean to minimize this, is what I mean. But- I mean, it, and we just remember, you know, we, we, we try not to forget. We try to, we try to remember the people who were part of our lives. And I, I, I find that to be a, a, a wonderful, a wonderful idea. I've, I've said before on many an occasion, by the way, that, um, you know, for me, since my wife was cremated, you know, I I look to a specific star. I know she's not there. I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's a centering point for me. Uh, do I think that she can actually hear me? No. But that's 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 where I go to center myself to try to commune with the the idea of her in my head. It's not a religious thing. She was. I'm not. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with that concept. I don't think that there's anything... Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um... I don't think there's anything ass backwards for an atheist to hold on to someone, the memory of someone, to 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 not want to necessarily give them up, for lack of a better way of putting it. It's not that we believe in the afterlife, most of us. It's just that 
they're a piece of us. And that's where that piece resides. It's a bad word for it in, in our heads, or at least for me in mine. Not everybody is the same as me. Thank God. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Mine. <laughs> and you know, it's, um, it's kind of funny that I, uh, fun, not funny, haha, funny, hmm, that I had brought up this, uh, this topic this way at this time. I, I didn't really think about it at the time because, uh, uh, where are we? Because by the time our next show comes up, we will have already passed, um, Armistice Day. I want to continue to call it that because it, it more accurately represents. And Armistice Day is one of those days where we culturally, many countries, Observe the moment. The 11th. Let's see if I remember right. The 11th minute of the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. If I remember it correctly. It was a moment when it was finally the, the, the stop of World War II. Sorry, World War One. I. I know I had it right in my head. It didn't come out my mouth right. God, I'm so glad Joe isn't here. He would have, he would have just, he would have heard me say that and just. And collectively, we, we think about those. We think about those people that were involved. We think back on family and friends of family and visit the grave markers. And in some cases, you know, group, uh, groups, especially in the military will go and go out to, uh, go out to pay respects again. There is something about us as a, as a culture. And it's not just humans that do it. I've said it before. Where we kind of don't want to let go of the people that are gone. God, I was looking to make this a lot more lighthearted. And what the hell is going on with me? You're talking about death. You know, uh, there's, there's a point of lightheartedness to death that some people can't accept. Or uh, when attempting to go down that route, um, can't avoid stepping into the sad part of death. And the sad part of death is nobody wants anybody to, to have to be told to leave the party. But if we didn't, um, you want to talk about overpopulation problems, it would be insane. Yeah. <clears throat> Something would have to compensate, like the birth rate. The birth rate would have to be non-existent. Uh, virtually only happening when somebody was killed by accident or on purpose. Or voluntarily took their own life. You know, there would have to be some sort of thing to compensate for an ex hugely extensive lifespan. 
because otherwise we would just overpopulate to the point of uh, would have extinguished ourselves out a long time ago, kind of thing. Now, the the day of the dead, uh, Dia de los Muertos, the celebration of the people that we remember who came before us. You know, you put out like their favorite snacks. You have a good time. Remember that you know, it, it, death is part of life. That's part of the other part of it, is that death, you have to accept death is part of life. Okay, you can't have one without the other. And to not let it stop you, keep going. But don't forget those who have been here before us. You know? And that's kind of where it stops. Okay? Because after that, now you're getting into the memories of, well, I remember so-and-so and what a... And while the memories can be pleasant, they can also be painful, depending on how long ago it was, the influence the person had on your life, all sorts of things. And you can get choked up very quickly, um, depending on uh, impact. You can start going down a dark mental process, depending on you as a person. Okay, Determines how you interact with these kinds of things. I've had... Um, few, there were uh, funerals where, you know, uh, people thought that I was messed in the head because I was happy. Um, one of my relatives had died, and I was happy. I wasn't happy that my relative was dead. I was happy that my relative was no longer in pain. Now, this is back when I still thought that, you know, there was a heaven and a hell and all the other stuff. So what I knew was, and, you know, I knew this as surely as any kid knew who had been brought up to believe in a god, a just god, and that there is a heaven for everybody who's good and a hell for everybody who's bad. I knew that this person was a good person, that this person had done good things and therefore was in heaven and was no longer in pain, was no longer suffering, no longer needed anything, and was watching down over me. Why the hell would I not be happy? But other members of the extended family took high offense to my attitude and tried to let my parents know that um, my way of thinking and my behavior was inappropriate for the situation. My parents are... Let them that person know. Where, well, the one who was bitching and moaning. Uh, let that person know where to help get off. Stephanie? But... The, my grandmother was born into a large family. She lost all her brothers, bar one, in the First World War. The survivor worked in an iron foundry, so never went to fight. How do you get over that? How do you get over survivor's guilt? Well, if you had a definitive answer for that, you'd need to go visit the VA and let every single person there know. Seriously, survivor's guilt? Um... If you haven't gone through it, uh, don't. You, yeah, yeah. There, there's just no way to explain it to somebody else. Um, I'm not even going to try. It's one of those things where it's like anxiety. Okay, I'm not trying to dis dismiss survivor's guilt to a, a chemical thing. Um, it's like anxiety in that you can give a textbook definition of what anxiety is 
But if you have never had the kind of anxiety attack that <clears throat> tell, that that goes to the level of, oh my god, I'm dying, you have no idea what it's like. It cannot be described into words. Um, you have to experience it, and I don't wish that on people. Nope. I really don't. So how do you get over something that, you know, like survivor's guilt? That depends on the person. That depends on support systems that may or may not be available to them. Um, it may depend on medicine. It may depend on counseling. It could depend on their own family members. It, 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 some people probably never get over it. And, uh, nah, I, I have no idea how to give advice to people who haven't gone through it, how to, how to, how to cope with it. And for the people who have it, it varies from person to person. And my general advice is, I have an ear, and I will give it to you. But I highly recommend also professional assistance, professional help. Even if it's just a group of other people who have gone through the type of event that created your survivor's guilt, and just talking to them. For as far as I can talk about that, how do you get over that? You don't. You find your way through with what it is that you got. It's, I kind of love the homage that you do, by the way, Surgeon. With the audio, with the with the music and everything else, and and the homage that you play, pay to uh, Fujin, right? I, I really love what you do. I think it's a beautiful act. I try. And based on the things that the limited amount of information pull me about her and her personality, I think if she was around and she saw it, she'd think it was a beautiful act too. That's my opinion based on limited information. Well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, like I said, I, I really do believe that there is a piece culturally that humans just don't want to lose the connection with people that have influenced. And I like that. I really do. It, it's, it's not something that's isolated to just humans. I mean, the, the recognition of a death in a, a group, you know, I've talked about that before. Elephants have shown it. Um, crows have shown it. Uh, Orca, I think is the one that I was thinking of, or a dolphin. I, I forget which it was. You know, they they've shown it. So, no, it's it's not just us. I don't think it's just mammalian species either. I but <clears throat> pets do for their owners too. Hachiko. know that uh you know when my dad died 
his poor, it was his grand dog. Uh, you know, I'd had her for several years and was a, unable to take her with me. And so he adopted her and fell in love with her. And they were so close. But when he died, she grieved and almost grieved to death because she missed him so much. And she kept going back, you know, to this flannel shirt that he used to wear and, and sleep on it and would just, you know, whine and cry and was barely eating. He knew he was gone. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I mean the the quote unquote legends of people dying of a broken heart. Um there's some truth to it. Yeah, there, there is, there's medical documentation of, of that actually occurring. Yeah, it's not quote it's unquote not um, common. Yeah, it, it, it's not exactly quote unquote a broken heart, but it kind is. It's yeah. it's 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 such an amazing amount of physiological stress, mm -hmm. and. Yeah. There. We're going to go down. We're going to. I am too close to going down a rabbit hole. I'm not willing to go down to right now. So I'm leaving. Back onto the happy stuff. stuff. <laughs> you know. Uh, regardless of a person's traditions and background. I honestly feel that it's healthy for anybody to have the focus on the positive memories of a, a deceased loved one when it comes to thinking about that person. And notice I said loved one. There are people that most people would agree better off forgetting. Um, And one of the easiest ways to focus on those memories is actually share them with other people. Seriously, my family has a history of uh, talking about um, just silly things. The silly thing that somebody did when they were alive. Oh, they had the habit of doing this little twist with this little curl and then they you know and whatever um and like my folks are getting up there in eight and they're reminiscing on history now you know lost family members there's so much of my extended family that doesn't exist anymore and i get the stories you know i i hear the stories sometimes on repeat kvetching yes <laughs> Yes, you're right. I didn't want to say it out loud because I wasn't sure I was going to say it right. Uh, yeah, kvetching. It's kvetching. Get together, do some kvetching. Um, My Yiddish. You, you, get, you, you get some wine. You get some little hors d'oeuvres, something to snack on. Maybe nothing, not necessarily crackers, but, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe some meat and some hot mustard or something. Um because you don't mix meat and cheeses, but um, meat and dairy. But 
I digress. Um, you know, you get together and and you have like a little sampler. Whoever's hosting is the one who's you know, they've got the wine, they've got the food, maybe they've got coffee, uh, something sweet, you know, and sit around and and chat and it's a good. It's a good time. It's not a good time like going to a roller coaster. Good time. It's a good time in that you get to share the memories. And uh, sometimes you'll talk about a memory that you all experienced together with that person. You know? Or that person had a history of doing and everybody got to experience it slightly differently than each other. You you get to talk about that. It's fun. You know what you're describing? You're almost describing an Irish wake. In a lot it is uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm pointing I'm pointing that out because. But it's not a true wake because the wake was quiet. No, no, no. Um, I, I I got you. But what I'm saying is that the the reason why I'm bringing it up is that they're not the same item, but they are too damned analogous to ignore that in completely different cultures they are effectively the same thing just for a different uh, a, a different spot on the dial, shall we say. It is scary just how many different aspects of humanity are replicated over and over and over again throughout different cultures that in some cases have never met, in other cases met later on, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. But they find that, oh, they have similar traits, you know. Uh, uh, similar, th- uh, similar things um, that occur, uh, similar f- foods that they eat and how they prepare them, and yet maybe it's the first time interacting and sharing those recipes. Maybe it's not. Maybe it goes back further than anything they've documented. So it doesn't surprise me that one form of remembering and honoring the dead uh, is m- uh, similar to another. Because it's like you said, you know, um, if you don't believe in an afterlife, the person's dead when the last person who remembers anything about them dies as well. And in kind of a way, sort of, because people can also leave stuff behind. Well, I used to work in construction. I have built things that will long outlast me, last me but probably outlast any of my immediate relatives. And, um, I mean, I know I did my part of the job, right? If everybody else did, it should last quite a long time. One would hope. Uh, But my name's not on it. You know, my name is not on the list of people who contributed to the project. I'm not, I was not important enough to have my name on, on that list. But, you know, there were people who are on that job who will probably remember me. And uh, even if my family dies, if some of those people are alive, I'm kind of living on in them a little bit. And when they're all said and done, I'm still living on in the thing that I built, even though people don't know. And that's okay. I know this is a temporary gig. I know I'm going to have to leave the But I am damn well going to enjoy it while it lasts. And, you know, for those who came before me that I had the chance to meet and enjoy time with, um, I'm sorry they're gone. 
and, but I will be too eventually. It's just the nature of how the play works. I mean, there was a guy I knew in high school. He died about a year before COVID due to cancer. Fuck cancer. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And uh, when I was in high school with him, he was a generally nice kid. Had a few problems upstairs that were a little messed up. But, you know, who isn't in, in most respects? But he actually had, like, a learning disability, too. So, but overall, he was a good person. Now, if you watched his Facebook, like, five years before he died, that, that last five years, he changed. Why did he change? Any number of things. I didn't really like Facebook much anyway by that point. I choose to remember the part of his life where we were in high school. I remember the good interactions, the bad interactions, the interactions that gave me the Spock eyebrow. <laughs> and the conversations as I can remember them. And that's how I honor his memory. I'll never forget the time that he came running up to me in a hallway he was not any shape to run. <laughs> in any shape to run. And he comes up. Alex is talking bad about you. Wait, which Alex? There's like 10 of them in our school. And he explains this to one that was in our part of our group of friends. And I was like, really? That doesn't sound like him. It's like, some girl put him up to it. Okay, that sounds exactly like him. <laughs> All right, let's go nip this one in the butt. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about Alex. <laughs> I think he's still alive. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, it's kvetching. And uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of people used to, they still do that. Um, it's therapeutic, you know? And usually the tears that come during those sessions are usually tears of happiness, of the fond memories. And again, it's a good therapy of forms. Um, and, and this is not just my opinion. This is the opinion of a professional therapist I remember once asking about. Yeah. Is it... My question was... Is it sane to talk about the happy memories of a deceased one just because you feel like talking about that person? Or is there something wrong with me? Like, oh, no, no, that's completely normal. Now, that's one counselor. and You know, another counselor might disagree, but... Well... I, yeah, I mean, I didn't take a census from a general counselors of, you know... <laughs> but from the... Um, psychology courses that I have taken from um, the various teachers I've talked to, the professionals that I have seen and talked to, it's quite normal. And, uh, if anything, generally healthy. So yeah, you know, if you've got memories running through your head, if this time of the year brings back memories of a particular person that was, you know, a friend, a loved one, a family member, whatever, and you know, maybe you've got that uh, eight millimeter reel playing in your head 
depending on your age, you might get that. Um, you know, sit down with one of your friends or your family members and say, hey, you know, did I ever tell you about so-and-so? I ever tell you about the time they did this wacky thing or this silly thing or this goofy thing or the time that they came to my aid in my one of my darkest days or just the day I was having a bad day and they came over and they slapped me in the back of the head and then they gave me an ice cream cone to make me feel better. Well, that may or may not have happened to me. I plead the fifth. You know, truth be told, I have actually considered the idea of starting a starting an archive location for people to do exactly that. To slap somebody in the back of the head and give them an ice cream cone? Well, I mean, we've been working for a hammer <laughs> over IP for how many decades now? <laughs> yeah, we still, still don't have it yet. Although ice cream over IP would be great. I think we could sell that one. Uh, we can't we can't sell Not to the diabetics though. They'd hate us. Yeah, we can't sell scent over IP. Don't get started. Some people some people don't remember that at one time there was a company that actually wanted to do little electronic scent dispensers so you could smell what a picture looked like. Hey, look, it's a banana. Oh, oh look, what's this website? Goatsea.c. No, 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 no. <laughs> DMCA is no, no. The, the, the idea of putting together a website where people could actually record themselves talking through anecdotes that that they remembered that, that were, you know, wonderful memories. Uh, maybe educational, maybe just for fun. But <coughs> My the, space. <clears throat> But the way of keeping themselves, keeping verbal history, you know, going. Uh, and the reason why I thought about it was uh, a couple of years ago, there was, a, uh, there was at least one gentleman who was in his, I want to say 70s or 80s, where he, he was being recorded with, I, I forget how many cameras all the way around him in order to make a visual an audiovisual um holographic representation recording of himself talking through believe it or not i think it was the holocaust for uh for posterity and i i think something like that that was much less uh, singular might be an interesting, uh, an interesting thing to see about creating, and no, not MySpace. That is, that is that is a music thing now. But I mean, yeah, I was really surprised when that turned into like a music hub. Yeah, whatever. But the idea. Well, is, I mean, something like NPR's StoryCorps. Basically, yes. Basically, yes. The, the problem would be convincing people to use your product over anything other like people use reddit for all sorts of stuff like that and and reddit's already got category uh, categorizations for that uh for example tales from tech support tales from retail you know um tales from uh, you know uh, where, where it's the employee or the uh, customer you know well employee's not on your we used to have a website dedicated specifically to the horrors of id God, I miss techcomedy.com. You and me both, man. Go! 
Ghost, get off your ass. Get out of the Lart shelter. You've already drank all the alcohol. Well, now I well, know why the rum's gone. Well, we we don't we don't know that in particular. I mean, dude, I know Ghost finished the rum. <laughs> the dog cow hits the heavier stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he earned it. <laughs> but in any case, you know the the idea of makes me wonder if the dog cow is still around. God, I would hope so. Me in, too. In any case, our age group. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, Bridget, since, since you're, you know, chairman and the, the idea of keeping, um, keeping that kind of verbal history alive, I, I, you're right. I mean, uh, in, in NPR's way is, I mean, it's kind of an important thing. They, they do do some wonderful pieces I have not listened in a very very long time unfortunately but there's still I think a place for something like that I'm kind of wondering uh, kind of wondering what you've got to think or say about that I haven't listened to them in a long time either but I know at one point they were going you know, to different towns and announcing when they were going to be there to do these kind of story things. And I wish there were more outlets that would do something like that. I wonder. You know, I just thought of something. Hmm. Based on um, what you just said, Bridget. There needs to be a news network television news network that goes around and focuses on the good things that are happening all over the place rather than oh a mosque just got blown up by a white supremacist you know how about look there's this guy he's local to this area he just dived into the lake to save five puppies that somebody tossed in a bag and threw into a river all the puppies lived we now have an adoption uh, process going on for the five puppy dogs. Come on down, you know. Sure, there's a little nasty part where some tool, mm, tool, yeah, tool, some tool through five puppies in the river. But while that has to be mentioned, forget that. Let's focus on the fact that somebody risked their life and limb for some for animals that they had no connection to. That they were not obligated to save. They risked their life to go save somebody else. Or in this case, five little puppies. Yeah, Stephanie, yeah. I was going to point that one out. Yeah, the, the exact model that you're talking about has been tried. And unfortunately did not work. Well, I'm not talking about like the, the Great Depression cooking stuff. No, 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 no. That's Felix's. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong line. I apologize. Yeah, and yeah, Felix, I I did like those those little cooking ones, but they didn't do very much with that. Yeah, and then she passed. But the young guy who's been doing like Great Depression recipes, oh my god, he's just he kills me. I have a book of them because my uh, grandmother and their recipes that they had. So um, when I watched the YouTube channel of Great Depression cooking. <laughs> I saw the recipes in my book come to life is what I saw. 
for other people, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know they did that. For me, it was, I knew they did that, but now I'm actually watching somebody from that era do it. Yeah. And, um, that, so it was cool. Yeah. I didn't know they tried that stuff. I really didn't. Um, I would have loved to have watched something like that. I, I would pay for that as like a solo channel and like cancel everything else I have and just watch every day. I can't say as I blame you. Especially after 2020. It's all I would want to watch at the point. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. But, um... Hmm. Now I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder, how much, uh, how much extra time do I want to put into learning how to build my own web server? In order to do something you know like how that. to build a server, right? Uh, the hexadecimal was a weird setup. Hexadecimal was an incredibly weird setup. All right. Well, first off, web hosting is it's not hard. You just have to make sure you set yourself up for the bandwidth. So believe it or not, it's actually easier to go with like a Microsoft solution or a Amazon web hosting, uh, Amazon web services, uh, hostings, uh, solution. Um, I'd probably go the Microsoft route, uh, just because of my own background, my knowledge, my skill set, and things like that. Because I know that the fact that is you can sign up for all the hardware and such, uh, you could probably start off with a virtual machine to start with and then expand out as your needs expand should they expand tech and know in advance tech what it's going to cost you and tech. what your options are sorry i'm it's just my thing tech yeah i'm not looking for solutions not right now sorry that's how i think i know <laughs> i'm basically saying cut it out I know there's plenty of ways of making something happen. I, how, how, did, how did somebody put it? I don't want you to help me fix something. I just want you to help listen to it. That's where I was going. I knew it was in there somewhere in my head. The, the, re, the reason why I said it is that there is a certain amount of there is a certain amount of not completely uber magical technology that would make people being able to do something like that possible without going, you know, overboard. So who knows? Maybe, maybe something could happen someday. You know, it'd be interesting to, to find out. Something to consider. Something to consider. Um, uh, Stephanie, that YouTube channel, I have heard, um, some, some hanky things about the group behind it all. I don't know how true the information I've gotten is, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naming names of anything auditorially at the moment. So uh, I will just go as far as to say, uh, I don't know, but taken on their own. Yeah. That it, it kind of cool to see that kind of stuff happening, but 
just saying for the moment, get it out of there. We've only got a, a, a couple of minutes before we, uh, before we need to wrap it, like just a couple of minutes. Uh, and we've tech and I've had the, the majority of time to talk and you've been otherwise, um, dealing with stuff. So what, what last item do you want to throw in Bridget? Cause I mean, you know, you've been not as talkative on this one. Don't have anything else to contribute, and I apologize for all the muting and stuff. My kid decided she got hungry, and made a hamburger. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Good, she can make me one too. Yeah, me too. It smells hamburger pretty good. Over IP. <laughs> hamburger over Dude, IP. We Dude that would be <laughs> millions. That's called a teleporter, a transmat. <laughs> Yeah, but if you put the word hamburger in it, you know Americans would invest in it. We love our cheeseburgers. Uh, <laughs> can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Okay, that was the weirdest... <sighs> to give you just a, a real quick... The idea of transporters, teleporters, mat, uh, transmat devices. Yes, I'm thinking back to, to the Liberator. Some people know what the Liberator is. You're <laughs> my people. Um, what was the transmat? Yeah, it was the transmat. Uh, for some reason, in my head, I got to thinking... My head took a left-hand turn and suddenly ended up at Voyager 2. And how cool it would be to be able to get data back and forth from Voyager 2 this way. Well, that's what quantum entanglement would be great for being able to get data back from probes out in space, instantaneous data transfer. Why am I thinking of this stuff? We're talking about hamburgers over IP. Neither one of these is happening. That'd be great for, like, the people on the space station. You know, I could really go for a hamburger. They've got 3D printers up there. Don't even get me started. <laughs> you know about that, right? Print some, print, print me some cheese. <laughs> you you do know that they've got uh, 3D yes. printers up there. Yes. Yeah. I can't yes, believe I somebody actually went through the whole bother of, you know what? Maybe what we need to do is set it up well, when it comes bounty to, so when, that people can figure out how to do a 3d printer in space and we can pay them to figure out how to do it yeah well first off the idea of putting a 3d printer on the uh ships going up and the space station is excellent for multiple reasons one parts break and you don't have a spare it might not be as durable but it might be durable enough, depending on what it's made out of, to solve the problem at the moment to give them more leeway to, for a permanent fix or an alternate fix. Other thing is, is by solving the problem of 3D printing without gravity, you set yourself up for space expansion. Okay. What we also need to work on to continue that route is making autonomous devices that can pull apart materials to put into the 3D printers to, um, again, do the replication of whatever it is that we need. And you could, um, even if it's not an automated process, even if it's a human-created process, 
uh, or human-involved process. It's still a process that we need to work on. Um, Van Neumann devices, which are basically self-replicating probes, would require 3D printers that literally print, start printing at the atomic level. That means they have to be able to have raw materials that you know are literally just raw atoms, raw and molecules and such. Um, so they'd have to be able to find um, asteroids that they could mine for the material to make more of themselves. Um, it's part of one concept of how we could explore space more efficiently. Um, and it is also is apparently one of the possible ways of destroying the world at large. Yes, the whole gray goo scenario. Yeah. Yes. There are video games and movies based off of that, novels. That's been around for a long time. That, that's that been around for as long as we have thought of nanomachine. But we can think there, about replicators later. There was even a book that was based on the concept of the Grey Goose scenario uh, being caused by a singularity. And it piped off the people off the planet that it felt were worth living. It made a unilateral decision of these people are the people who are nonviolent. These are the people who are smart and intelligent. These are the people who are necessary to recreate uh, civilization from the ground up. Uh, and uh, just wipe out the rest. Non-essentials. <laughs> Start fresh. <laughs> it, granted, I didn't say it was a, a, a good, happy topic. <laughs> I'm just saying we've gone all sorts of routes with, the, with these concepts. Um, well, Say that for another time. Yeah. On the positive. On the positive. This also allows our scientists to come up with ways to combat those scenarios. Oh, well, if we create a 3D printer that can, um, you know, you put this uh, steak in a blender and it breaks down the proteins and it can make a, you know, a, um, a different kind of protein based uh, meal. Now we have to make sure that we find a way to prevent somebody from sticking their hand in there. You know, like a real blender. <laughs> you know, and, and if you get a ninja blender, for example, if you don't have the lid on, it won't start. <laughs> I have to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. So, that being the case, then, we have definitely uh, swerved back and forth and back and forth and back and forth through. And where we went I, out the left field a few times too. Yeah, <laughs> where I wanted to go, definitely I not where I intended to go. And and <laughs> hey, it, dude, it is some it is. of the best episodes that we've ever had. We went out into left field at times. At yeah. times, at times, most assuredly. So with that, we're just going to go ahead and call it a night. By the way, here's a thought. Um, next time you need a break, let's do one of the game ones. We haven't done those in a long time. You know, the, the cards with friends thing. Yeah. Or work or whatever it is. Cards against humanity. Well, it's not exactly Cobb, but it's, it's the, the variation the free variation online stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's the same concept though. Keep I that. just can't remember what it's called. Keep that. You know what I'm talking? 
yeah. The the only one that I can remember that we did was a Cards Against Humanity, but a a not by name version, but what it was. But be that as it may, we'll we'll figure. So otherwise, we'll go ahead. We'll call it a night because um, I don't really want to be dealing with everybody going ahead and telling me, hey, uh, we're back an hour. We still need to keep going because screw y'all. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Hey, dude, it's only one o'clock, man. We, we got more to go. So, uh, for what it's worth, uh, all you folks over there in uh, Great Britain land, uh, I hope the construction crews did not keep you awake moving Stonehenge anti-clockwise by about fifteen <laughs> degrees. So, uh, I hope that works out well. And by the way, Stephanie, please, uh, please let me know. It, I did use the term correct, right? It is for you guys. It's anti-clockwise because over here we say it's counterclockwise. I, I, I'm hoping that I get it right. In any case, thank you for being with us. Hope that you had yourselves a good time. Found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and maybe you got something to think about for the week ahead. I hope. Uh, you know what? You don't pay us, so you know what? You, you got what you paid for, so you know, screw all. Tech... Yes. You. Wait, wait, wait. No. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I will explain to everybody why that's uh, both funny and, and topical uh, momentarily. You have yourself a good, safe week, man. You take care of yourself, eh? Yeah, uh, I got uh, I got the heavy lifting stuff all, the, all done this morning. So that's. I, I can quote unquote relax for the rest of the week, so be interesting. Good enough. And thanks for the well wishes. You too. No worries, man. You take care. Bridget, you saved up all your f bombs f- this week. I am so proud of you. <laughs> I wonder how many that you're going to drop on there. Besides, of course, you know, fuck cognitive dissonance for passing on our piece, because you know, screw them. What's up with that? Where's the love? Don't know, man. Uh, uh, probably a brown stain on the bedsheet. No, no. See, the problem is we record after their bedtimes, little babies. So, you know. But if they really cared. Yeah, right? God. They really cared. They would take a few minutes. I mean, my thing was all of what? A minute? So, you know, whatever. It's fine, it's whatever. Okay, well, um, fuck you, Ted Cruz, for trying to politicize Big Bird. Wait a minute, what? You stupid piece of shit. Oh, uh, there was some kind of a promo from Big Bird, you know, the Twitter account of Big Bird that was, you know, talking about the importance of you know, getting vaccinated so you don't get your little friends sick. And Ted Cruz, of course, had something to say about it. Um, let me see if I can actually find his tweet. Because it pissed me off. We'll find, we'll, we'll find it afterwards. This is, this, is a, this is a piece I didn't know anything about. Oh, okay. And, and, you know, fuck you too to all the you know, people like Bobert and Green, who were calling that the you know the thirteen GOP people who actually got on board with you know signing the infrastructure 
you know, pa passing the infrastructure piece, calling them a bunch of socialists and traitors and rhinos. Just fuck you, GQP Barbies. Am I allowed to just kick them all simultaneously? No, I can't. I can't kick them all simultaneously in the ass. That would be wrong. Well, they need to be ex they need to be expelled from Congress. Is what needs to happen, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, his tweet was government propaganda for your five year old. And yeah, the tweet was Big Bird says I got the COVID vaccine yesterday. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. And I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. And so, yeah, he had something to say about that. Unbelievable. I hate him. I can't say that. By the way, I, just, I was just looking up the information for that, uh, uh, that promo I sent their way. 28 seconds. My promo, my, my, my happy 16, uh, 600 episode thing was 28 seconds. This is the second time I have ever sent anything into another podcast and had it passed over. I'm really starting to feel kind of, you know, hmm. What do we have to do? Send in a, a $10 direct donation in order to get onto cognitive dissonance. All right, we'd just like to thank our patrons, but we'd also like to thank the people who sent us in money. Really? Is that, is that what it's going to come down to? Because they ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. Am I, am I a little bit on the bitter side? It's the tad bit bitter. A little bit. Now it is. Surprisingly. Now it is. This time it is. But be this it may. Um Yeah, let me let me let me add one onto your list there, by the way. Bridget. I would like to send a very low key, very very soft, squeaky hammer fuck you to the people who keep saying the wheels of justice are not turning fast enough. I get you. We get you. We kind of feel the same way. But much rather have it done right than have it done slipshod and fast. Y'all know what we're talking about. It, do, it, it does need to happen, though, before it does. It does. the next election. And that's the scary part, because right now... Yeah, I know. I know. The, right now, it's, just, it's very much tick-tock, tick-tock. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's not only that. The, I'm right there with you. Okay. Um, it has to be on point. Yeah. It it is. Absolutely has to be ironclad. Because there is not a second chance. No. No. And the, the, the shortest version I'm going to have with it at this point is the fallout, no matter what happens, is going to be monstrous. I am using a very intentional term here. It is going to be monstrous. 
and we are going to have to deal with it. And if it's done wrong, I want, I don't want to say the word slippery slope, but slippery slope. In any case, uh, uh, Stephanie, anticipation is a form of torture. You know what? It's also a form of Frankenfurter. But we're not going to go there because I wanted to end on a smile, a little smile, at least that way. Now, I've, I'd completely forgotten last week to say thank you guys for being with us on the live chat. Stephanie and Felis, you guys take care of yourselves. We're still very glad that you are not complaining about your health, which means that things, uh, I'm going to assume things are okay for you guys. So please stay safe, stay healthy. That goes for all of you. If you'd like to be in touch with us, all of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. The audio version of the show is also available as an RSS download right from there. The... Phone number, if you'd like to be in touch with us, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Please stay safe, stay healthy. If you are eligible to get the Do Not Kill Me juice, please do that. If you haven't already, plus on top of everything else, if you haven't already, it's high time you did. Please. I know that we'd all really appreciate it, you know, before Mercer decides to have a Satan side child with this thing, we'd really like that a lot. But otherwise, in the meantime, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next week. And I will be checking in to see what's going on with the upcoming weeks, because going to the holiday season, we know full well, things get a little hanky. So in any case... As always, I wish y'all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. I love you too damn many years on. I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. I remember you. Dream of me. So till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.